The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to Talk Animal, what animals want you to know, with Judy Anderson. Welcome everyone to Talk Animal. My name is Judy Anderson and I'm here with my angelic co-host Simba. We're international best-selling authors. Simba has been in two books, me just one. <laughs> and we're also co-hosts together of Jazz Up Your Life with Judy. Raise your frequency, improve your life. <laughs> we have a guest on the show today that we both absolutely love. She's been such a great contribution to our lives. It's Jules, the host of Cosmic Consciousness and creator and host of the Evolution Channel. So, Jules, welcome, welcome, welcome. Big hug to you. Oh, right back at you, honey. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so excited to talk about this amazing gift that you are going to give everyone through this amazing show. Well, thank you. You know, Jules, at one point I was thinking, how does an animal show like Talk Animal fit into a channel called Evolution? And then I got it. There is a quote that tells it so well. The greatness of a nation can be judged by the way its animals are treated. That's a quote from Mahatma Gandhi. And it's like, as we humans evolve, as we grow in consciousness, how much we love ourselves, love others, the way we treat others, that will all affect how we treat animals. So animals really want us humans to evolve. <laughs> Aww, I love that. And, you know, I think there's another part in there as um, that we get to know that oneness between all beings, regardless of whether they're human or animal, that there's a connection that is is always there and, I guess, you know, the more in tuned we are or the more it, that inner depth that we hold within us, the more we see that in our reflections. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, you know, it, and it all comes down to self-love. You know, I've said that mm-hmm. so often on my show is that it really comes down to self-love and, you know, working on ourselves and getting to that place of really really loving ourselves and then as we do that that radiates out and it touches our world and it touches our animals they are such a great great bundle of love i mean you experienced this with roger roger welcome are you there today little roger (laughs) he's giving me the stare down right now (laughs) oh is he (laughs) Oh, so Roger is her wonderful, sweet little dog and um, a little bundle of love and self. The animals are such such bundles of love and, you know, unconditional love. And it's so wonderful. I know with Simba, I've, you know, experienced so much love and, and understanding, compassion. And and um, it's what we all can, you know, hope to be like. So, um, you know, we're going to be taking let's why don't we now we'll take a short break and when we get back we'll continue our discussion and go more into depth i will love it jules and um mm-hmm. we're right now talking with jules she's the host of cosmic consciousness and the founder 
and host of Evolution. So we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Hello, everybody. We're back. You're listening to Talk Animal, and today we're talking with Jules. She's the host of Cosmic Consciousness and host and creator of the channel Evolution. Jules, you were so excited to have us do an animal show. What, what's been your life experience with animals? Uh, you know, thanks for saying that. I think for me, animals are kind of that gateway between um you know, companionship, of course, but then it's having companionship beyond words. And that's, you know, what you keep saying, the self-love. It's There's such a perfect reflection of unconditional love. And, um, and that's really where I'm super passionate about having my relationship with, of course, my personal animals, my Mr. Roger, and then I have Mr. Meow Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's such a unique, it's such a unique um, relationship in that, you know, we communicate through the eyes, we communicate through color, we communicate through um, that kind of more telepathic way of communicating. And then what I love about that is that it teaches us how to continue that communication, um, you know, after they leave the physical body. And I know that you've had some experiences with that as well. And I'd love to talk a little bit about our our little man that I just brought up. (laughs) (laughs) Our little man who brought up, yes. Yes. Um, well, there has been an evolution, I could say. Um, I grew up on a ranch in the Sandhills of Nebraska, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but, uh, which I do want, to, really want to share with people, but just talking about more, my more present day experience as an adult with animals. Um, after moving to Colorado from New York City, where I really didn't have much contact with animals. There was a cute guy in my building who had a black lab, but I didn't really interact with that black lab very much. And um, so when I got to, to Colorado, I bought a house, and not soon afterward, I didn't feel comfortable living in a house because I was, had always been in an apartment. So afterward a neighbor moved in and she had this little lab puppy that was always standing outside barking and I knew the dog wanted attention and she was newly divorced and was more interested in getting remarried and uh, so she was never there she was working and then going out at night so I noticed this little dog and I started 
saying to her, you know, I'll take care of him during the daytime because I'm usually around. So, yes, he ended up being my puppy. And uh, his name was Comet, which I didn't like his name at the beginning, but when I looked it up, the little boy had named him Comet, and it was like this bright being in the sky, and I thought, oh, that's what he is. He is. And it was interesting, Jules, because when I started taking care of him, it brought me back to the time that I was a child. It was like I I was re-experiencing my youth, you know, that childhood on the ranch, and that's what he really represented to me. He was phenomenal. I just absolutely loved him. He changed my life. I used to go out to jazz three times a week, and I enjoyed staying with him more. It was just such an amazing gift. I said it was one of the biggest gifts I've ever given myself to have accepted taking care of this dog and taking care of, you know, and taking him into my home and, um, you know, keeping him as mine. And um, he had come into the world with a not very healthy body. And I did so many things to support his body and getting better. But at one point, you know, he said he was going to be going on. And he also said we were working with an animal communicator. He said that he was going to come back. And this was like, Mm. oh, (laughs) wow. (laughs) This would be, you know, this was rather new to me. It's like, oh, really, he's going to come back? And so we started this journey that I looked all over the United States for a breeder. And why? I love rescue. I do. People who love, you know, get rescue kids, I love it. I love it. I love it. But the thing is, we wanted to give him the experience of having a very healthy body. And that was my goal. And so I interviewed, I don't know how many breeders around the country. We decided we we wanted, he wanted a Westy body, a little body. So I interviewed so many breeders, like what, what kind of food do you give them? You know, what kind of, you know, to see what, how they were taking care of the, you know, dogs, acupuncture, food, all of this stuff, exercise, and I really, and I finally found one. And then when the puppies were born, she, she decided that all of them would be show dogs. And Connor had jumped into a body, but when he heard that they wanted to be show dogs, he said, uh-uh, I'm out of here. And so he left that little body, and I continued my search. I expanded into Europe. I was so determined. And I also thought, well, maybe I should just go up beyond the border to Canada. Maybe somewhere in Canada I'll find one. And I did find one in London, Ontario. So my mother and Molly, the Maltese, her puppy, and my sister and I drove up to London, Ontario, and picked up my little Simba. And um, he he wasn't Simba at the moment. When I picked him up, he... Um, the breeder said, now, you know, she'll probably cry several nights because, you know, he'll miss his sisters and, you know, it will be a new experience for him. So just be prepared. He'll probably cry and not be able to sleep too well. So <laughs> we went to the hotel and I made a, a bed on the floor so I could sleep with him. And, and I just, 
I held him in my arms and looked at him until five o'clock in the morning. And then I put him in the, in his little cage right beside me. And, um, you know, he never, ever, ever cried. He knew where he was. <laughs> it was just so cool. And so, um, so we got home from that's a 21 hour drive because we didn't do it all in one time. But when we got home, you know, people are saying, uh, so what are you naming him? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I had never named a dog as an adult. I really had never named an, a dog. So I started looking on the computer for all of these names because it had to be something that he loved, I loved. It had to be meaningful. And so I'd look up all these names and I'd call out the name and look at him and he no response, no response. And I was doing this till like 1, 2 a.m. every night looking for the right name. And finally, finally, Jules, you know, sometimes spiritual people need to get <laughs> reminded, oh, why don't you just go sit down and ask? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I literally, he was four or five months old before I got the name. And finally, it takes me a little while, you know, but finally, I went, remember, I went into the bedroom, I sat down on the floor. And I thought, okay, oh, God, I wanted you. Had to be meaningful. We both had to like it. And immediately... It just popped into the back of my head. <laughs> really, it was immediate. It was Simba. Oh. <laughs> so I opened my eyes and I said, Simba? And he was turned away from me and he turned around and looked at me. And that, you know, it, it was a very simple process once you just ask. That's why I always tell my listeners, you know, ask <laughs> and you will receive. I really learned that lesson, and so um, so I looked it up, and Simba means lion, and I mm. love Africa, and it's Swahili for lion, and I love Africa. So it was meaningful. He loved it. I loved it, and Simba got his name finally. <laughs> so but, yeah. cute, and he is such a special little guy, too. <laughs> Isn't he? Oh, my God. And when he was four months old, I took him to a party up in the mountains. And a man kept saying, you know, he's four months old, but he doesn't act like a puppy. You know, he was not, you know, the puppy puppy, you know, how they get and everything. He was walking around just very, you know, like an adult. And this man kept saying this all through the night. Finally, I looked at him and I said, He's just a very old soul. And the guy never asked me that again. <laughs> he clearly did not know what I was talking about. But, um, yeah, so he was a very old soul, and he, he showed it from the get-go, didn't you, babe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the, you know, so when a person talks about reincarnation with animals, um, I absolutely know it. It's not a belief. It's I know it because certain things that he did um, just let me know that. In fact, we were at a, a meeting with an animal communicator and some other people, 
and he was sitting in the middle of the circle, not looking at me or her, and the communicator was across from me. And and I said to her, you know, how does a person really know that it's their dog that came back? And he turned his head to her, and I could read what he said. It was like, will she ever get it? <laughs> so... But yeah, so Sim and I had an interesting journey, journey, a real interesting journey together, and it continues, mm. and it really it continues does. because, yeah, Jules, it does, and he's met Jules in person. We met, and um, and so it's, um, and then he's coming back, and um, I've already got the name for him because I was going through this process of oh no. I have to find another name. And then one day I was just on the web and this name popped out at me, which I'm not revealing yet, but um and it was and he got so excited because it's the perfect name for him at the moment. Yes, we're very excited about it. So um yeah. So it's really fascinating, fun. It is. Do you want to share that name, Judy? I I can hear everyone asking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, not yet. (laughs) No, should we? we, What what do you get that he thinks? Well, I I feel like for right now we can just call him the co-host. And um, and when it's time, it will be released. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. He's very he is very excited about it. And you know, I on my um, website talkanimal.net, I will definitely have you know, pictures and the name and everything there. So um, we're all very very excited about it, and we just have to get this all finalized and everything mm. before. You know, so we're very excited about it because we have, uh, you know, he's coming back in a, yeah, it was interesting. Um, when he passed, when he passed, shall I tell about how he passed? Um, he had a diagnosis and I did everything that I thought I could. And at one point, I just said to him, and I had an animal communicator for this. And this might support people in uh, how they deal with their animals. Uh, and I said, I said to him and uh, that if he was in pain, if it was his time to go, if he really wanted to go, that I loved him, I didn't want him to go, but it would be okay if he left. And, you know, I would be very sad, but it would be okay, you know, because he has to do what he has to do is his journey. And so um, he came back and told the animal communicator that he didn't know if he could do that because his mind and his heart were so strong and he didn't know if he could shut down those systems. And... um and at 222, that's what he did. He was even magnificent in being able to, you know, it was probably about 30 minutes later, 
he was able to shut down the system. So I share that knowing that some people, you know, they they don't want to take their dogs to be euthanized. You know, you just might ask them if they want to go and give them permission because they may just go on their own. And I, and I just think then the uh, guardian and the pet, all of them will be more at peace with that transition than having to choose. And sometimes you have to choose, you know, but, um, yeah, I like to share that with people. So they, they, they can offer. And I've, I've had people do that with humans too. And the human has decided that, you know, within 24 hours to leave. Because sometimes mm. we are holding people, we hold our people, we hold our animals back when they really want to go on, but they don't want to hurt us. And so, um, I, that's why I share that story. So, and he's coming back. And, you know, when he left, it was like within an hour, two hours at the very most, that he let a friend of mine know that, yeah, I'm coming back. And then I called his, he has, he had two veterinarians. One was a holistic veterinarian and one was who I call a woo-woo veterinarian. He was totally energy. And um, I called him up and I said, well, Simba went away. He said, yeah, I know. He just nudged me. I said, he did. He said, yeah. He said, he's coming back. <laughs> so uh, he was going all over the place telling people that he was coming back. And he is, and uh, you know, it's funny because uh, every once in a while he'll come and kind of hang out when I'm hiking. He'll come and just kind of <laughs> do a little jaunt with us. And he always, he's just so cute. Like he's always like, well, tell Judy this and tell Judy that. And, um, and it's, it's, he's such a special little guy and he has such a unique energy. So it's going to be a lot of fun when he starts to play on the show a little bit more. Right. Yes. And, and Jules, I, I share with, um, so I talked to Jules sometime after that and well, I got a text from her. I got a text from you, Jules. And you said it was, and it was interesting because you said, you know, Judy, if you ever need someone to take care of Simba, I will do it just like you did. You know, because when I had comment, it was like, you know, I can't die because there's no one around to take care of him, <laughs> you know, as I do because, oh, my gosh, I do the acupuncture, the raw food, I mean, everything, energy work and, and you know, exercise and and um, people want to be my dogs, you know, <laughs> and because I love them so much. And, um, and so so you you said that, you know, you take care of him just like I did. And you said, you said, when you sent that message to me, you said, I don't know why I sent that message. And you had been hiking in the mountains and you sent me that message. And then when we talked about it, you said that Simba showed up and that's when you sent me that message. And I said, well, I know why. Because it has been a concern of me, of mine, with Comet, also with Simba. And this is another thing that I really want to share with people. Have have a backup plan for your little animals. You know, always have someone to be a godmother because Simba chose 
Jules as his godmother, you know. So <laughs> it takes a big, you know, and that's a big relief for myself. Um, it's, and I see on Facebook so many times that people have not arranged for their animals. Some do in their wills. But it's also, I think, very important to have that taken care of. So, mm. um, so Godmother Jewels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think that's probably something that people don't really think about too often. And so I love that you brought that up because it, you know, it creates this really beautiful energy when, you know, when you are, when you're creating this relationship because it's uh it's held in a place where they're always going to be taken care of and i know that they can they can feel that they they're so sensitive and they're so aware beyond what we probably even have any understanding of um i mean just like you would with a child you always want to make sure that they're taken right. care of and um it's yeah what a beautiful thing yes well judy i'm dying to hear about your no, don't die. Up don't on a farm. die. <laughs> 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 you're so hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so still, so you're living to hear about what did you say? <laughs> about your time when you were growing up on the farm. Okay, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, okay, yeah, you know, farms, I, I will explain this. <laughs> Farm or where they grow corn and they grow, you know, crops. Ranches have animals, okay? That's the mm. So I grew up on a huge ranch in the sandhills of Nebraska. And, and, you know, we had all kinds of pets. We had a pig at one time, some dogs. Always had dogs. And, and I actually played with the dogs much more than I did dolls. I really loved the, the um, dogs, even though one little... We had a terrier, and I dressed her up, poor thing, and she bit me one time right under the eye. And um, I can understand totally why she she did that, because I was always playing with her, carrying her around and everything. But um, I had a very special pony, and um, she had brown a brown head, and on her body she had the markings of a, of a dark brown saddle, and then around her tail, she had a circle of brown, and she was white other places. And um, and I I told an equine friend that I think I was the first animal, the first horse whisperer, because we had I put her in a corral, and I'd run through a big mud puddle, and then I'd turn around and look at my pony and nick her, and then she'd shake shake her head. She'd shake her head. It was so cute. And she'd nick her and ran through the mud puddle, too. And, you know, we had such a special relationship. We just had had fun. And I didn't think of it as animal communication at that time. I was just a child. How old? Eight, nine, ten, eleven, or something like mm-hmm. that. And um, we just really had a very special relationship. And, and one year, there was a, a parade in our little town of 2000. And and so I decided, like I said, I I don't know how old I was, ten, maybe 10, 11, maybe at the most 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided that I was going to ride my p- pony in the parade, and she had never been ridden 
we, you know, usually they in on ranch country they break. I like to call it gentle now. Horses, you know, have, teach them, you know, how to rein and when to stop and all that kind of. Well, she never had that training. So the day of the um, the the day of the parade, I dressed up as a Native American, which I find now interesting in retrospect. I always had this this thing about Native Americans growing up, and there weren't really any Native Americans around or anything. But now, knowing about my other lives, I can totally understand why I had this thing about Native Americans. And um, so the day of the parade, I hopped on my pony, and uh, my parents, I think, had reason that there were going to be several horses so that my pony would probably stay with the horses because she had never been ridden before. There was, you know, I didn't know how to stop her. (laughs) So I guess it worked out right. We were in the parade and it was, that was really something to ride a horse. And I did not have a saddle. I was riding bareback with a halter, not a bridle. Mm -hmm. A bridle gives you more control. And so it was really quite an experience, an experience of trust. And, and you're talking about oneness, that oneness of being together. And it was all, it was all perfect. It all worked out. You know, we just really were one together in this parade. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then when I was 12, I guess I, this is, these are things that you don't know about me, Jules. Um, my, I was a tomboy, and I was my daddy's little girl, and I absolutely loved my father. And and uh, one of the greatest experiences I had with him was that I helped him pull a calf. You know, when um, an animal, when a cow is not able to, you know, have the delivery herself, ranchers would help. They've got this contraption that they help pull the calf, and I got to do that one time, and oh, it was such a magnificent experience to have this little baby calf come out, and I remember I had these white gloves on, and they were no longer white. (laughs) I was rubbing the baby. It was a really great experience, but um, when, when when I was 12, my father passed away, and well, I thought as a 12 year old, I could I could handle the ranch and everything. Well, that really didn't work out. We, um, you know, my mother was smarter than that. So we had a very nice man in town who said that I could keep my pony and she then had a baby and I could keep, keep them both on his property. And, you know, this was so wonderful that I got to keep part of the ranch. And then one day we got a phone call. And all of the horses had gotten out, and the baby was instantly killed when she was hit by a train. And, yeah, yeah, and my pony was still alive but had to be put down. So I was able to kiss her goodbye. So it was, you know, that's an experience. And, you know, none of the man's horses got killed, but mine did. And it's always been like, you know, why was that? You know, it wasn't, I was supposed to totally detach from the ranch, you know, it's one of those things you just wonder about, like, you know, why did this happen? And um, and in, in thinking about my past, it's, um, there's a place 
in the Black Hills. It's called the Wild Horse Sanctuary. And, and my company sponsors a horse by the name of Painted Desert there. And um, Dayton Hyde, who started this, oh, is a huge, magnificent sanctuary for our horses, wild horses, said that Painted Desert is the kind of horse that an Indian chief might ride to heaven. It's magnificent. And the coloring, which is interesting, beautiful white with brown. And I thought, oh, you know what? I just recently realized that my pony and this horse remind me of each other. They're they're different, you know, but in a sense they're similar horses, this beauty, this uh, unusual markings and everything. And um, so I wondered, Jules, with all of this, and I've wondered about that pony. I've wondered if it has come back to me in any mm-hmm. form. I that that's too close to me that I would have to work with an animal communicator who you know a real good one on that. But I wondered if if that beautiful pony came back to me has ever come back to me. You know? Well, my <laughs> oh my goodness, I I feel it's a yes. Like that's immediately just getting chills, and it's a yes. Like. Um, you know, do we have to have a story about it to make it special? Maybe, maybe not, but I'm definitely getting a yes. Yeah, it it would seem, yeah, it was such a strong little bond there. So it was, yeah, interesting. It's interesting when you, when you go through like childhood, um, you know, reincarnation, I, I didn't think about things like that as a child of some some children, some people, you know, are born thinking like that and everything. I did not. That was not my my thing, but mm-hmm. it was interesting to, yeah. And, um, but the animal thing has really started coming back to me, like when I got Comet and then, um, then it was interesting, Jules. I had on, on Jazz Up Your Life with Judy, I interviewed these speakers and they do a process for people and um, this lady one speaker was going to do was going to come on the show and she wanted to show me what she could do so she said yes she would do this process that she would connect with my soul I said okay fine and most people are you know very quick they just deep dive they tune in and they can tell me things right away and I'm sitting here waiting and waiting for this lady to come back to me about what she's seeing or experiencing with my soul. And it was taking quite a while. And finally, she came back and she said, oh, my, I've never had this happen. <laughs> and she said, and I said, well, what? And she said, your soul, it's filled with animals. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, my soul, she just, there were so many animals around that, you know, she was just, she was just taken aback. She said, that never happened. So, um, animals have, yes, become, they're just really wonderful. They're wonderful. So, um, yeah, so, and, and, you know, talk animal is, is really, Hmm. Uh oh. 
for new listeners, I get emotional. I get organic tears. <laughs> I get organic tears, and that's why I have, you know, Kleenex around. Uh, yes. Um, so it really means a lot to me. Mm. Yeah. And I love how you lot. just show your heart to the world, Judy. It's just so beautiful. Because, you know, we all have something that, or uh, whether it's our animal or something in our life that we love that much. And um, it's nice when we show our that kind of love to the world. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, you know, that's, uh, yes, it really means a lot to me. And, you know, animals mean so much to me. And, and, um, People have said, well, you can walk dogs at these shelters or anything. I cannot do that. Um, Comet had a friend who who got lost, quote, unquote, lost. Actually, it was a good thing because the people, they were not the best of parents. And um, he, when he got lost, I went around to all of the shelters and was looking for him, you know, really, the the people weren't looking for him. I was looking for him. And I, going into those shelters, I finally, at one point, just went into a restroom and lost it totally. I cannot work with, I cannot work, you know, I cannot go, I cannot foster. I fostered, I, foster, I drove up to the mountains and picked up two dogs that were going to a very good home that my sister knew the people they were going to have a good life and everything. I kept them for 24 hours. <laughs> and when you, when they picked them up, I'm crying like a baby. I just couldn't, you know, it was just so sad to see them go. So I don't foster. I don't walk dogs at sanctuaries or anything. I just cannot do that. So my contribution is through doing things like Talk Animal, where I can educate people about how to take care of their animals, because there's so much we can do and to support their bodies, to support their emotional well-being, their minds. Uh, one of the things that Comet said about me was that I didn't treat him like a dog. I treated Aww. like a being, yeah, that, he did say that. You don't treat me like a dog. And um, as we treat dogs like beautiful beings in in evolution, uh, because they do evolve. And on my uh, website, I will have my tribute to to uh, both Comet and Simba at some point. If it's not up now, it will be at one point. And they really evolve. Simba, when he passed, told me that, oh, he got so much value from listening to the Jazz Up shows. It really helped him evolve, and he loved it. And then I did meditations, and he said he liked, you know, energetically supporting me with the meditations. And he also said something, and this may be a little weird for some people, but he says that he now energetically works with the canine community. So. These animals are so special, and and they can evolve, and um, 
So they should be listening to the shows too. <laughs> they, and then they can remind their parents, hey, you're not doing what Judy and Con- Judy and Simba said. <laughs> but yeah, they're, yeah, they really are, uh, very special in that way. So. They are. And, you know, and I think that in it all, what I love about this show is that people are going to learn so many different aspects to just like what you said, to how do you take care of an animal, to, um, you know, the the things that maybe most people aren't talking about. And that's that how do we communicate with our animals? How do we create a stronger bond? Like, how do we have a relationship with our animal that is beyond what maybe we can have right now. And those are doorways that you're going to open. And, you know, on the evolution channel, it's like, how can we evolve through the presence of our little fur babies? And, you know, whether it's a, a dog or a cat or a horse or whatever it is, there's such a beautiful opportunity there where we can take those relationships beyond what we even think is possible. And that's what this show is about. Exactly. So well stated, Jules. Exactly. Because there's so much more to the animals, and they can teach us so much. And if you can't hear them, you can look at them and observe it and and, um, make it in your, your intention that you can hear in the appropriate way for you, what they're what they're sharing with you, it's pretty amazing, you know. When um, comment, and it's interesting, and I'm, I'm hoping this is going to be. It's my intention that this is going to be changing. When comet passed, and when Simba passed, I can hear them so much more than when they were here. I I couldn't, and I remember. One time I was driving out. I live in a, there's a cul-de-sac and within the cul-de-sac, I live on another cul-de-sac. And after Comet passed on, I'm driving out of the first cul-de-sac and I hear, put on your seatbelt. <laughs> and I was going to put it on before I got into the main high, you know, the main road. And, and I said, Comet, I, you never said that when uh, you were here in physical form. You know what he said? You weren't what? listening. Oh. Yeah, you weren't listening. So he was telling me then, you know, it's, um, and I always do wear a seatbelt, but it's like in this little, you know, it's like I said, two cul-de-sacs. So it's like, <laughs> and then I make sure it's on. But, yeah, that's what he told me. That you weren't listening, so it's um, important. And I really want to be able to hear little Simba when he comes back. So because as uh, when he's when he was here as Simba, he would sit there because I said, you know, show me because I'd say show me to Comet, and Comet would run over to the stove or the faucet, and you knew what he wanted, and Simba would just sit and look at me, <laughs> and I just like. I know you're thinking that, Judy, you know, you can hear me. <laughs> and he wouldn't show me. And it was like, just listen to me. <laughs> Rather than, he wasn't going to show me. He wanted me to hear him. 
And so I'm, I, it's my intention that that communication will be opened up a lot more when he's here in physical form again. So that's mm. exciting. Exciting. It Jules. is very exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exciting. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, oh my. So, um, you know, usually on my shows, I so highlight my my guest and uh, I haven't done that with you I've been talking so much it's, I love sharing my 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 story with people and uh, because of the animals it's so important but uh, it's unusual for me I usually so what can, what can I highlight about you Julie oh. other than that you're no. beautiful you're magnificent oh. you're creative <laughs> you're so you're just an amazing human being that I love so very very much and sympathize too don't you babe yeah <laughs> I love you guys too and you know and I think that really the highlight here is your passion for the animals and uh, and then where the show is going to go, I think that, that the highlight is that. And I really hope that people are tapping into your brilliance, Judy, because um, you have so much to share. And you, you've been on this journey for such a long time. And it's been reflected through um, your love for animals in so many ways and uh, and that knowledge and that experience and everything that you have to offer is just ready to just pour out to the world and um, you know, and if, if having a special evolved relationship or just learning how to um, improve your pet's life, you're going to want to listen to this show because this woman knows so much <laughs> and has so much to share <laughs> and is so brilliant um, that you definitely want to tune in. Oh, thank you, Jules. Thank you so very much for that. And- and Jules, too, is, you know, she's, if you haven't met her or spent time with her, she's an amazing, amazing individual who has really tapped into who she is and her experiences. Um, if you want to go beyond where you are now as a human being, not only can the animals teach you, but Jules sure can, too, so... But I'm sure on conscious consciousness and um, and some of her other shows that she, her programs really take a person beyond. Uh, it's quite profound, quite profound. Mm. There are a lot of different programs around. I've interviewed, you know, I've interviewed people for eight and a half years, so I I know a lot of what's out there. And Jules has stepped into the this world and she is contributing so much beyond what the norm is and it's amazing and she's truly authentic and caring and heart-based those are the things I look for when I'm interviewing people and she fills the bill like tremendously plus have to be producing results in the world in people's lives and uh, Jules definitely does that so Jules yes big hug (laughs) <laughs> right back at you, honey. <laughs> okay, so, well, is there anything you'd like to contribute more to before we wrap this up? You know, I I always love to do some sort of, like, a takeaway. And um, this was a, 
something that I, I love doing with my dog just to kind of start um, the communication. And so I'll, when he, he, like I said earlier, he was doing the stare down. So now he loves the right. stare down because when we have our stare down, he knows I'm gonna, <laughs> that we're going to connect and we normally connect through color. And, you know, dogs don't see color um, through their physical eyes, but they can through their spiritual eyes. And so I'll mm-hmm. send him or ask him, like, so either I'll send him a color or he'll send me a color and then we'll do a color exchange. And it's kind of our way of, um, just connecting and saying, I see you. And it can be such a beautiful place. So try that, try that with your animal and see what color they send you because it's, it's a, it's just the beginning. It's just cracking the door open. Of um, because they really do. They'll they'll send you a color if you ask. And you know what you're saying is just ask. And um, that's kind of a right. playful way to start asking. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. And thank you, Simba. He sent me purple. <laughs> oh, that gave me chills. <laughs> yeah, Simba knows I love purple. But thank you, my dear husband. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that is a great takeaway. I love that, Jules. Thank you so very much. And thank you for coming on this show, um, the first show of Talk Animal. And I'm so excited about it. And everyone, thank you for all of you who are listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You warm my heart. You touch my heart by caring about your animals enough to take time to listen to a show like this. So, and we we will give you some wonderful shows, I promise you. I've got some great people lined up. So, all right. So, until the next time, we love you so much, Jules. We love you. Simba and I send our love to everyone listening. Much love. And until the next time, remember to love your animals. Give your animals a hug. And while you're at it, give yourself a hug. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.